This is the Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Are you struggling to find success betting sports? Tired of empty promises and scams handicapping services? Wondering why Vegas sports books become richer and richer and how you can win on sports too? This podcast is what the sports investing industry truly needs an insider look into proven successful strategies. Z Code Podcast is your crash course in sports investing that destroys popular misconceptions and provides invaluable sports prediction analysis tools that you can download for free. We outline insider winning systems from experts that make a living through sports investing and explain how you can do it too. Armed with the best tools in the industry and a proper mindset, sustaining profits is easier than ever before. Welcome to Z-Code Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another Z-Code Podcast. This is Mark D for our annual baseball preview. Um, we're going to try out a little different format this time. Rather than go through some questions and interview kind of style, we're going to try to walk through my system and go through all our previews for this season. And in the process, I'll try to ad- address any of the changes that have been made by teams or new moves that I think are relevant. Um, I'd like to start by talking about my system and kind of how we got here. Uh, this NHL season, we're actually closing in on 10 units of profit, which pretty much guarantees that we are going to be in our 20th consecutive season of profit uh, since joining Z-Code, which is pretty cool. So we've had some very consistent results. Um, baseball has kind of taken over as our most consistent system. And I think that that's because of the ABC progression system and everything that Z-Code preaches with money management. So when I started with Z-Code, I was betting almost every game in MLB and NHL. And I really didn't have the discipline that I have now. So my system has kind of evolved. You'll see changes in the unit sizes that we were wagering you know, five years ago compared to what we're wagering now. And it's really made all the difference. So when I look at baseball... Z-Code and uh, the people I talked to with Z-Code used to talk to me about ABC progressions and chase betting, and I thought, well, that's a great way to lose a lot of money really quick. You know, you, you lay a unit, you miss that bet, you lay another unit, you miss that one, and now all of a sudden you're chasing multiple units of loss to try to cover one small bet that all you wanted to win was like half a unit of profit. But when I started to apply it to all the resources of Z-Code and our system that we already had the foundation laid for, um, it was incredibly profitable. The first uh, the first year we won 20 units, but the second year we were up to almost 50 because we had refined it so well. And again, if you look at it, I've stopped making large wagers. Our smallest, our, our typical bet is around half a unit to win. And if you if you want bigger profits, they're there because the system, as I said, is 20 seasons of con- consecutive profit. Uh, across NHL, a little NBA, and NFL, and MLB. So, with MLB, these ABC chase progressions are kind of the foundation of what we do here. Um, I see a lot of people saying, hey, a team will win one game out of this series. There's no way. You know, they lose all three. Um, This will probably be a split. Let me go ahead and put an ABC bet in. And again, that's you lay a, a wager in the first game. If you lose, you cover it in the second. If you lose again, you cover it in the third, and so on through a series. Um, I am a little bit more picky about the way we do it here, and I like to look at a series and say, I think this team 
is going to win every single game in the next three. And I have a chance to have all of the parameters aligned in the same way. You know, same venue, same team. Pitchers are already announced. I like every single matchup. I already know the first or the first two lines. And I know how the system is going to play out with an ABC bet if I lose. So I like to look at it and say, hey, we're going to sweep this series. I think they're going to win every single game, so I go forward. I'm a little bit more discerning in that way than some people who use the chase system. As a result, we really only lose maybe one or two every year um, for our full-blown ABCs. And it really drives our profits because you have such consistent chances to recover all the way through the series. If you do it the right way, you win. Um, we also use smaller AB doublers which are just the same ABC theory, just in smaller, isolated situations. We usually go a little more conservative with those, um, but they've also been highly successful. You'll use it when you have a situation like last year with Kershaw and Grinky, and you say, hey, I like both these matchups, one, two, we're going to take one. Um, obviously, Grinky is now with the Diamondbacks, so the days of betting AB doublers on the Dodgers are probably gone. Um, we also do some flat betting. That's what I kind of grew up doing um, before Z-Code, and we've always had some success with that. So I haven't gotten away from it completely, but the heart of the system is progression wagers. And as I said, we were up around 50 units uh, a couple seasons into this kind of progression style that Zico got me hooked on, and uh, it's been 20 units and 10 units since then. Um, I also wanted to talk about kind of what the system is. Um, we've got a multiple parameter kind of way of looking at the games and then we filter it through so I look at everything I like team momentum is such a huge part of baseball and, and hockey too really so I look at how they're playing right now because great teams go through funks bad teams go through surges and you need to know when to jump in and when to jump out um, we also just look at who the better team overall is as far as the lineup goes um, I have evaluations on every team that I kind of stick to and then I look at the pitchers and who I think is the better pitcher. And if I have a pitching edge and a roster edge and all the momentum, you kind of expect to put a wager through. Another huge uh, part of this for us is the value in the line, especially in, in this parameter we consider the home and away team and how the series is going to shake out. Um, if you chase sharp lines with a progression system, you run the risk of derailing months of profit in one bad series. So a lot of times we're looking for value and a sweep opportunity with all of the advantages going all the way through. And then the last parameter is that Z-Code computer algorithm that we've basically built this family and this community on. Um, if the computer is aligned in all parameters as far as value in the line, likelihood of the win, and the power rankings, and every resource that they put forward with you, that's another push towards making a wager. So when everything aligns, we'll go forward. Again, this is a very selective system, but it's been highly profitable through the years. When we look at it, you're going to have to have a situation for a progression where you think the team is going to sweep every single game. If you don't like one pitching matchup, you usually end up avoiding that series. Um, you have to have all the computer algorithm outputs come forward and all the parameters of the system all align. And it's really a very selective, naturally kind of process. It's going to eliminate some of those fringe bets that people will lose money on and when you look through a series there's no reason to take that risk just because you have one game one advantage you have to have the whole thing fit um, so with that said I'd like to kind of go through what we see this year for our divisions and uh, who we think is going to come out on top early on I'm not one of the uh, experts here who kind of waits to see how things play out I think we can make a lot of money on Vegas as they're adjusting to the season 
and uh, I like to jump right in. So the heart of what we do here with uh, hitting 95, 98% of our progression bets in certain seasons um, is these kind of team evaluations. You have to stay on top of it. To be honest with you, it's the most grueling part of the system is that there are these individual elements that are so important. Um, and I think this is kind of the human element that complements the computer algorithm so well because the computer is going to evaluate things like performance on the field and, and how the team is going at the time and what the matchup says should happen and how the pitcher performs and, and all those trends um, for when the game is taking place. And it's going to give you a hard number output for how things are playing out. Um, there are so many resources in that computer algorithm and it's, it's really such a valuable thing for building a system. But there is also kind of that element of how a team looks overall that can't really be addressed with numbers and um, these are very fluid there's something that is constantly evaluated for example last year we were big on the nationals before the season started we made a lot of money kind of going through the season they became so dysfunctional that Jonathan Papelbaum is attacking Bryce Harper in the dugout um, and you have to just get off them by the end of it we were really only taking the most certain games when we were betting the nationals and they were still a good team. It's just that they weren't working. So they fell in our rankings. We kind of threw the human element in there. We got on the Mets and we rode them all the way to that National um, national League Championship. Um, this year, I, I think starting in the NL East, um, you'll see the Mets there again. Um, I, I've got them winning the division. I think that young rotation is just so good. They brought back most of the pieces that are really important to their success. I think that the big thing with teams like the Mets, who have been kind of so bad for so long, is instill, instilling that winning culture. Um, and they brought in a new manager, and he's really got them motivated, and he's turned things around for them for sure. And he's finally got the pieces to win. But I think that there's still something about getting to accept that you are a good team and that you should expect to win games. So I think you'll see the Mets at the top. I think they'll only get better. That young rotation is just going to continue to get more and more dominant. Um, they're going to be... Bringing back their big players, the chemistry is there. I think they're the best team in the NL East and one of the best teams in the league. I think the Washington Nationals will rebound. I think they just have too much talent to be that dilapidated again. It's just, it was silly what happened to them last year. No one saw it coming, but as kind of the trend shook out, we got off of them really quick. And I think they'll be back. I think they'll be within, you know, a handful of games of the Mets and give them a little bit of run and be in consideration for a wild card, even though I'm not sure they'll get there. But I think they're a good team. I think we can rely on them early on to turn things around. Um, got third in this division. I think that they are going to be healthy this year. They, their ace pitcher and their best player went down. That's usually a sign of a disaster. But they'll have they'll have the key, the key pieces back. They're kind of building something there. I don't necessarily believe in them to be competitive with the Nationals and the Mets. But I do think they'll be a decent team. I don't think we can walk all over them. As for the Braves, who I have right behind them. I do think we can kind of step on the brakes a little bit. I don't believe in fire sale rebuilds like that. I think it was kind of a um, in-the-moment decision from Braves management to just kind of scrap the whole thing. You had a young shortstop that they said, okay, maybe he's not our guy, and they shipped him away. They had the best closer in baseball, not our guy, shipped him away. Um, the pitching really isn't there. So I think there's still a long way to go before they can start replacing those key pieces. Um, and the Phillies... I mean, nothing makes me happier than watching the Phillies struggle. You know, I was, uh, I'm was i a lifelong Yankee fan, and you watch the Phillies kind of 
there and start playing competitively and winning World Series and competing in the National League and one of the worst divisions ever. Um, and then all of a sudden they fell off, their stars got old, the pieces fell apart, and the pitchers retired, and now they've got nothing. So uh, Philadelphia fans are right where I like to see them, and that's quiet and sad. Um, in the National League Central, I do have the Cubs picking up. The Cubs, I actually do buy into this team. I think they have rebuilt properly. They look really good to me. Um, and I expect them to kind of climb to the top. That said, they are competing with two fantastic teams in the Pirates and the Cardinals, who I have right behind them, Pirates 2, Cardinals 3. Um, I think the Cardinals got a little older. Um, they have some great pitching and they have some pieces, but I just, at some point, that lineup is going to start to get in the way, and that's you know a 100-team win that I've gotten third place in the division and still getting 90 wins. Um, I just like the Pirates a little better. Uh, I think they've got enough pieces with the pitching and the great closer that they have. Um, I actually, on a personal note, have all three of these closers at the top of this division. They are consistent bullpens. Um, but the Pirates just have a little bit more spark to me, and that, that lineup to me is a little bit more scary. Uh, and I do expect the Cardinals to take a little bit of a step back. And I really don't think the Reds or the Brewers can compete. You know, the Reds have decent enough pitching, but they're going to need something to, to kind of carry that weaker lineup, and they're really just totally rebuilding. And the Brewers, I just I really don't like much about the Brewers. Um, every once in a while, they'll beat you at home, and, and they can sweep a series, but they, they really are a stumbling type of team and organization at this point. And then in the, AL West, or in the NL West, I think it gets really interesting for me. Um, I like the Diamondbacks here. Uh, not to kind of blow away anybody or really run out the division or compete with the three guys from the Central, but I do think they'll win um, in a kind of tight battle. Um, I like the young hitters. I like Paul Goldschmidt. I like the acquisitions they made to bring uh, Grinky Miller together to anchor this rotation. Um, they look really good to me, um, and I want them to be good. It's a young team that made the right moves and invested in their team, and I want them to win. So right now I'm on the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, train. Um, I've watched the Dodgers just squander so much talent for so many years, and I think they undervalued Zach Greinke, and trying to replace him with you know an injured number three pitcher from the American League, I just don't see that working out for them as well. So I've got them kind of falling behind the Diamondbacks, and I do really like what the Giants did in this division too. Um, they brought in a couple big name free agent pitchers. They're starting to resemble those teams that had a great rotation and no lineup and won the World Series every year. Um, so I do think that they're going to compete again, and I do like those moves, but. I don't think they brought in necessarily the right guys. They're going to be pitching in pitchers' parks, and their numbers are going to be good, but I don't know that they're going to be winning those games 3-2 to two anymore. Um, I do think they're kind of one of the weaker teams with a strong rotation, so they'll compete. I've got them third, but I don't trust them necessarily. Um, as for the Padres and the Rockies, the, the Rockies are always kind of fun to think about, and they always hit the ball, but I'm not sure that they have what it takes this year um, to really compete in such a loaded division. Um and the Padres, I think, will be better. I think there's too much talent to be that bad again. Um, but I, I just don't know that they have the same kind of tools that the guys above them do. So I've got the Padres in a step below, a fourth, and then I've got the Rockies kind of cleaning out the division. Um, switching over to the American League, which is where my bread and butter has kind of always been. Um, I am a big Yankee fan, as I said. Um, so the AL East is kind of my favorite division. I always kind of start these previews with. Uh, as far as writing them up individually. 
Um, I like the Yankees to rebound. I think that they can win this division because I expect the Blue Jays to really take a step back. If you remember, the Blue Jays were not a dominant team until they had that ace pitcher to complement all these hitters. So the lineup's still good. They're going to mash, but I don't know that they're going to pitch their way to the division title again. Um, I think the Yankees have that pitching. I think Pineda and Tanaka and that unbelievable bullpen will be enough this year. And if you go around the infield and the outfield, there really aren't any true weaknesses. This team's going to do enough hitting to complement the pitching that they finally have in place. So I think they win the division. Um, as for the Red Sox, it's nice that they finally landed the nice pitcher. Um, I don't think they have enough to kind of overcome the established two teams here. Um, I like the Orioles to be kind of around 500. They, you know, Buck Walter does this. He rebuilds you and then he drops you off. Um, and as for the Rays, they've got great pitching and they're young, but I just don't trust that lineup. So I actually had them last, but it's one of those teams that I'm really going to watch closely because Odorizzi's back, they're healthy, they've got a good rotation, and uh, they know how to win with minimal pieces. So I think it'll be an interesting year. I'm watching the Rays. I've got them last right now, but I'm not going to necessarily keep them there in these rankings. Um, as for the AL Central... I love the Royals again. Um, last year, I thought they'd take a step back, but the speed machine just looks too good, I guess. Um, they've got enough pitching. They are the best team in a very mediocre division. I think the Tigers will bounce back. They're too good to be that bad again. Um, I was impressed by the Twins coming up to 500 last year and kind of sneaking in. Um, same with the Indians. They'll, those teams will battle for third and be kind of right around and float with the, the big guys, but I don't think they're going to win. Um, and the White Sox, I think, are still a step behind, even though they're, they're really starting to get big-name pieces there. And I love David Robertson, but I just don't think they're a competitive team. And uh, lastly, out west, I get a little interesting with my predictions. Um, I like the Houston Astros. I love what they're doing. Jose Altuve is one of my favorite players in baseball. Um, young pitching that's kind of learning. How um, the Mariners, I like watching the Mariners struggle. You know, my boy Robinson Cano went over there, and Felix Martinez. Uh, Felix Hernandez, and they should be a good team, but they really just haven't been able to put it together. Um, and I think the Athletics will just kind of round out this division. I don't think they've uh, it quite yet, and it's hard to build a team in a small market with a big park. Um, so that's kind of where we're starting the season. Obviously, this is very fluid. This is how I'm going to look at things when we first start up. Um, always fun to kind of go through them, but really, as the season evolves and you get a feel for things, you have to be able to adjust. Like I said, who saw the Mets overtaking the Nationals and the Nationals just collapsing last year? There's always those kind of things you got to watch for. Um, we've run a very disciplined system with 1% bankroll money management. It's about long-term profits. Um, I say that every year, and I'll close this one out the same way. Um, I think that you have to be willing to commit to the entire process. And like I said, if you ride out every wager with us every single game, even when it feels like it's going wrong, we've won money every season since we've been here. So long-term goals, don't chase your losses, stick to the system. And it's funny talking about a progression system and saying don't chase your losses, but there's a, there's a method to the madness here, and it works. So with that, I'll leave you guys to it. I'm looking forward to the season starting, and uh, let's win together again. Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.